0: good morning morning. hey how's your whatever going (laughs) how's it going so today we conclude our series on god given game changing gifts now we started this series at the beginning of june and we kicked it off pastor randy kicked off the series and he started started us off with these just three amazing gifts that god gives us are they on our next slide? There, there we go. Security, significance, satisfaction, three foundational awesome messages that Pastor Randy gave us. And then what he does, he passed the baton to me like a little relay for me to pick up and I did enthusiasm and we talked about whatever, right? And, uh, and then I passed the baton to Pastor Pete and last week he gave us an awesome message on contentment and now Pastor Pete is passing the baton back to me to cross the finish line and today we're gonna talk about peace peace our last God-given game-changing gift now there are different kinds of peace that we could talk about right and different kinds of peace that we all long for in this life I mean there's world peace right we just want relief from all the turmoil and the conflict across this globe all the wars between nations give us some world peace We often long for circumstantial peace, that's coming close to home now, where we just long for some relief from the hectic and chaotic stuff going on around us. Give me some peace. And then there's this, there's relational peace. We long for relief from the ongoing struggle and conflict that we have with certain people in our lives, or maybe everybody in our lives, maybe that's the case too, you know. But then there's this kind of peace inner peace this is our longing for relief from from the struggles and the conflict and the turmoil that's going on all right inside of here inside my own soul for a number of reasons is there anyone here today you're like yeah I could use some inner peace Kim give me some inner peace today And if I asked you actually to rate yourself on a scale, let's say of one to 10, and I asked you, how much inner turmoil, inner conflict, not out here, in here, would you say you're experiencing at this season of your life? How might you answer that? I mean, would it be maybe like, well, you know, I'm like somewhere between a two and a five given the day. Or would you be like, Kim, I'm a big old 10 right here. I'm a big old 10. Did you know that 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety disorder? 40 million and and those are the ones that are medically diagnosed what about the millions and millions of others who daily are just trying to cope with this internal turmoil anxious feelings that are just there all the time feelings of worry and fear and confusion and tension and frustration and irritation and, and that low grade anger inner turmoil we need some relief don't we We desperately need some relief from all the turmoil and the conflict right here inside our own souls. But unfortunately, just like the other three, that's not what we're talking about today. Sorry. Got you kind of all built up for that, didn't I? And the reason that we're not talking about how to find relief from the inner turmoil is because God comes offering us something just so much bigger and better. He's offering us so much more today. But the problem is that there's this barrier to us receiving this incredible gift that he wants to give us. And the barrier is our satisfaction with lesser things. Listen to these really insightful words from the great C.S. Lewis. He says that we, we human beings, we are half-hearted creatures. We're fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who just wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what it's like by, by the, what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We, human beings, we are far too easily pleased. Now he's not at all talking about peace, is he? But he is describing the human heart. And in regard to this thing called peace, folks, we so often settle for less. You see, we would just settle for some relief for, for, from the inner turmoil that we're experiencing, instead of desiring, instead of seeking and pursuing the greater gift that the Lord Jesus is offering us. You know, for, it's, for us, it's just just give me a pill, or a drink, or a smoke. Let me binge watch on Netflix. Let me scroll through my social media to keep me distracted. Keep me busy with an overloaded schedule. Give me me some exercise. Give me some yoga. Give me some breathing techniques. Just give me some quick spiritual fix. Anything, anything, whatever will just bring me some relief from my inner turmoil, right? We are far too easily pleased. We will settle for some relief even though God has a gift for us that is far, far superior. And let's just think about this for a moment. You know, think about how shallow our peace would be if all it entailed was just some relief. You know, come on, what, what, it, what, it, what is it that you and I, we really want? What is it that our souls really need when it comes to this issue of inner peace? I, I think we need some certainty in life. Don't leave. We need to know that we know that we know. We need some certainty. Without certainty, we'll never have peace. And we need some stability in this life. You know, we need some grounding and we know that there's nothing that can shake us. Without stability, there's no peace. And we need some harmony. You know, we need things to be in sync. You know, without harmony, there's no peace. And we need some assurances in this life. Without a doubt, without assurance, there is no peace. We don't just need the inner turmoil to be removed. We need it replaced with these things if we're going to really experience true and lasting peace. Listen to these words of the Lord Jesus on the very night that he would be arrested and then crucified, and he said these words to his disciples. He says, I'm leaving you now because he knew he was going to the cross. They didn't, but he did. He says, I'm leaving you now, but I'm leaving you with a gift, he says peace of mind and heart and he says the peace i give is a gift the world cannot give you there's nothing this world can give that will bring you this kind of peace give you this kind of peace he says so don't be troubled or afraid now the disciples they were about to have their worlds turned upside down you see instead of their messiah rising up with the power to defeat the roman rule and then establish israel once again as a great nation that's what they thought instead they would see their messiah be arrested They would see him mocked and tortured, and then they would see him raised up on a cross to die a criminal's death. You talk about some inner turmoil. They would be utterly filled with confusion, with fear. I can't even imagine the anxiety over all the events that were about to take place. And so I guess that's why Jesus told them, he says, I'm leaving you but with a gift with my gift of peace. And this is the same peace that Jesus comes offering you and I today. The gift of peace that Jesus was leaving with them and that he offers you and I today, it's, it's the peace known to the Jews as this, shalom. Shalom. Now in the Jewish culture, shalom is often used as a greeting, you know, a hello or a goodbye, just a, the way we would say hello but it is so much more than just a salutation. And far more than just an absence of inner turmoil conflict, relief, shalom points to the presence of something in its place. You see, shalom, it's about health, it's about soundness, sound mind, it's about wholeness, it's about completeness, it's about oneness, it's just this fullness of well-being, shalom. And that's the kind of peace that Jesus wants to give each one of us today. Sign me up, right? Who isn't like, I'll take some of that, sign me up. Well, hold on, hold on. Because we have one other barrier that we have to deal with. You see, barrier number one was settling for less because we're these half-hearted creatures, but barrier number two is this, wanting it now wanting it now we want the quick fix don't we and we want it in the most easiest possible way that there is right even though this peace is a gift from God it doesn't come quickly nor does it come easily and you might be thinking well what kind of gift is that then you know are you saying I have to work for it work for it Kim because then it's not really a gift is it well hold on Let's think about a little story here, okay? I want to tell you something cool that happened uh, at the beginning of June when we launched this series. There was this couple who visited FCF Church, Brian and Natalie Watts, if you're watching, hey, from Fresno, California is where they visited from. And you know why they visited from Fresno, California? Because they had been watching FCF online for a couple years. You see, they had run across one of Pastor Randy's videos, one called The Great Deception. It's an awesome teaching, one of his Bible institutes. And they were so moved by that and just so into his teaching that they became these followers of Pastor Randy's teaching. They absorbed all of his Bible institutes and then they started watching FCF online to see his weekly messages. So they have a church of their own in Fresno and they go to their church, they're plugged into their church but then they also connect online with FCF. So they consider us like their second church home. So they reached out and contact us and they, get this, they made plans to, from the west coast, come to the east coast for their vacation. They said, we're gonna vacation in Maryland. Not a lot of people do that, right? (laughs) They're gonna vacation in Maryland. Learn about Maryland just so that they could come in person to FCF Church and meet Pastor Randy. And I got to meet uh, meet them, and what a joy, what a blessing they were. It was so cool. So here's the thing. I also got the joy of telling them about things in our area that would be fun to do, exciting to do, and so forth, some things to experience. So I told them about one of the most amazing views that they could experience in our area. Just over the Potomac River in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia, there's this incredible view where three states and two rivers converge. It is a magnificent sight to behold. Who's, who's, who's seen that one? And who wouldn't want to experience that, right? But here's the thing. To experience this, they would have to hike uphill for about two miles or so. It'd probably take them, you know, maybe a couple hours, and the hike is considered moderately strenuous but man, once you get there, wow, wow. So you see, I wanted them to have this awesome experience, but I couldn't just go poof, and they would experience it, right? Didn't work like that, doesn't work like that. It required them to make a choice, to decide if it was worth it, and then invest some time and effort in order to have this amazing experience. I never did find out if they did it or not. And, folks, it's the same with this peace that God wants to give us today. We, we can't just poof. He can't just poof. Here's the peace. Poof, peace. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. It requires us to decide if we really want the gift and if we're uh, willing to invest the effort to obtain it. But, folks, if we do, I can assure you we will never, ever regret it. Because more than just getting some relief in this life, you and I will experience the peace that the apostle Paul described this way. He says, it's the peace of God that transcends all understanding, all human understanding. It's beyond our comprehension. And even though the peace is beyond our comprehension, beyond beyond understanding, the process for obtaining it is not. It is very understandable. And that's why I want to share with you today the Peace Pyramid. Have you heard about the Peace Pyramid? That's because I just made it up. But um, (laughs) just like the enthusiasm cycle, I just like to make things up. But the Peace Pyramid is similar to our mountain hiking experience. If we want to experience this incredible gift of God, this shalom peace, then we must be willing to invest some effort and we got to be willing to make the climb. And our climb starts down at the base of our pyramid, or we could say the base of our mountain. Shalom, peace begins here with clarity concerning reality. I mean, in today's world, the postmodern world that we live in, it wants us to buy into this notion that truth is whatever you want it to be. You've got your truth, I've got my truth, and it doesn't matter that they could totally contradict each other. They're still truth. That's nonsensical. The definition of truth is this, that which is in accordance with fact or what? Reality. So in order for you and me to experience peace, we must have clarity on reality. We must know what is true and what is true concerning the really big, important questions in life, questions like this. Who is God and what is He like? Who am I? Where did I come from? Even more so, whose am I and why am I here? How am I supposed to live this life? Why are things the way they are? And how's how it all going to be made right? What's the plan here? How does the, what does the future hold? What is God's plan for all of us? We need answers to these questions. And furthermore, we need clarity on core issues like God's trustworthiness and, and, and my forgiveness and our eternal destiny and the meaning of life and what's the purpose and what's our mission, all these things. We crave answers. We crave clarity on these core issues because clarity on reality gives us something we already said we desperately need for peace, and it's this. Certainty. (coughs) Certainty. We know that we know that we know. I'm certain. Clarity concerning reality, what is actually true gives me certainty in life and I need certainty about what is true if I'm ever going to experience deep and lasting peace. No certainty in life, no peace for sure. Now there's only one source of this clarity on reality and that source is the one who created the reality, amen? And this creator of ours has so lovingly communicated this truth about reality for us you know, for thousands of years now through this written revelation that he has preserved and he has protected for us for thousands upon thousands of years. Just before being arrested and crucified, Jesus prayed a long prayer to the Father and it's recorded in John's Gospel, chapter 17. And in speaking about his followers, he prayed this. They, speaking of his followers, they are not of the world just as I'm not of the world. So therefore, sanctify them in the truth. In other words, set them apart for your purposes. That's what it means to be sanctified. Make them holy, again, set apart. Your word is what? Truth, it's truth. The world says my my truth is what is true, whatever I think or feel. But as followers of Christ, we have a superior and far more reliable source of truth, God's word, God's word. But the truth can only get in us and sanctify us, set us apart for his purposes to the degree that we get in the word. True? Remember the peace of God that passes all understanding? We mentioned that transcends all understanding. Look what else the apostle Paul says about it. He says, the peace of God which transcends all understanding, what's it going to do for us? It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And folks, now more than ever in this world today, we need a guard, desperately need a guard over our hearts and our minds, don't we? Clarity and certainty about what is true, it brings a peace, a peace that will guard our heart and our mind and it will protect us from the false claims and the crazy ideas of this broken world we find ourselves in today. And that's why it's absolutely imperative, absolutely imperative that we follow the words of the Apostle Paul in Colossians. Let the word of Christ with all its richness do what? Dwell in you. Don't just read it it needs to dwell in you. For the word of Christ to dwell in us, we must be dwelling in the word. And I am so thankful, let me tell you, so thankful after 31 years for a lead pastor who himself dwelled <laughs> in the word and he strongly encourages each and every one of us to do the same and he helps us to dwell in the word. word. Um, How many of you, you watch Pastor Randy's teaching moments? Yeah, a lot of you, a lot of you. So teaching moments are these short little video teachings that Pastor Randy puts out. They're Monday through Wednesday. You can find it on Facebook. You can go to our YouTube channel, they're there. And if you want them just to come right to you, we'll send them to your inbox on those mornings, Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning. If you want that to happen, uh, just fill it out on your connect card, let us know. But beginning the week of August the 7th, Pastor Randy, he's going to start a new series of teaching moments that are going to focus on the key truths of Scripture. So if you, if you are in need of some clarity and you are in need of some certainty on these major truths about God and life, then please, please be sure to start that journey with Pastor Randy on Monday, August the 7th. Clarity on reality and truth brings much, much needed Certainty, and we need certainty in this life in order to experience any kind of peace. No certainty, no peace. And so God's truth is the foundational level of our pyramid. And so from this point, it's going to be the basis from which we, we build on. Everything else as we move up this pyramid is based on this base level, this foundational level. So you see this clarity and this certainty concerning reality it affects now my expectations in this life. It affects my expectations. You see, if my expectations are misguided, if they're unrealistic, then I'm gonna go through life feeling absolutely confused and I'm gonna be so frustrated. I'm gonna experience one disappointment after the other and I'm never gonna experience this peace that Christ wants to give me. And Christ himself, he made very clear for us what our expectations can be in this life what are appropriate expectations in this life he said to his followers then and he and he's saying it to us now in this world you're gonna have some what trouble difficulties pain hardship in this world you will not you might you will have trouble but he says take heart I have overcome the world if I believe what Jesus says about this world then I know what to expect You know, I'm not surprised when trouble comes knocking on my door. I'm like, oh, there it is. Jesus said it was going to come, you know. So rather than diminishing my faith because I'm thinking, God, why is this happening to me? Instead, my faith is going to be strengthened and my, my trust in Christ will deepen because Jesus was telling me the truth. Life is happening just as he said it would in this world. He is my truth teller. So in the midst of the troubles that that don't take me by surprise, in the midst of those, I'm going to turn to him, I'm going to run to him, I'm going to lean on him, because he tells me this, he has overcome this world. We may be in the midst of a battle right now, but the battle belongs to the Lord. He has won the war, amen, and I can hold on to that. I love how Eugene Peterson paraphrases this verse. He says it this way. He says, I've told you all this, so that trusting me, you will be unshakable, and you'll be assured deeply at peace, not just at peace, but deeply at peace. In this godly world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I've conquered the world. Unshakable, I love that word, unshakable. When our expectations are adjusted to what Jesus tells us about this life, that we can expect trouble and difficulty, then we gain something else that we desperately need to experience peace, and it's this, stability. Stability. The difficulties, the pain, the hardships, they might, they might rattle, me, rattle me a little bit, you know, but they can't knock me over. We are unshakable because of our adjusted expectations, which which are based on the truth that Jesus told us about life. And so now they've given us stability in this life. We stand firm and unshakable in our trust. So clarity about reality, it brings us certainty. And that leads me to adjust my expectations in life. And this adjustment to realistic expectations, it brings me stability and I need certainty, I need stability if I'm ever going to experience peace. But wait, there's more. You see, this clarity and this certainty about life, it also affects my experience, my experience in this life. You see, since I trust that my God and my creator is telling me the truth, I trust that he's telling me the truth, then his truth compels me to want to live aligned to the way that he's created me to live, the way I've been designed to live by a loving creator. You see, I'm made in his image, so that means this life is all about learning to live the way God lives, as Pastor Randy says, and love the way God loves. Do you know what the longest chapter, and the whole Bible is, the entire Bible, it's in the book of Psalm, and it's the, the chapter 119th, and the entire chapter is all about God's laws, or we could say God's ways for living life, and in verse 165, it says this, it says that great peace have those who do what? Love your law. It doesn't just say just follow, but we love his law because we see the beauty in his law, the beauty in his design for humanity. And, and it's for those of us who love his law, there's great peace and nothing can make them stumble. You see, God's laws are not just arbitrary and made up. He just made them up because he could thereby design. They're design laws. And, and his laws simply communicate how it is that we have been designed to live. They're for our good. So God is saying, this is how I designed you when I created you, and this is how I've designed society to function for the safety, for the good, and for the joy of all people. God's laws protect us. And, and, and that's why those who love his laws, his ways, experience great peace. Peace that surpasses understanding. Peace that guards our hearts and it guards our minds. Listen to Jesus' words here recorded in uh, Matthew's gospel Jesus said come to me all of you who are weary and you carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest and a lot of times we just think of that as just like oh just come and take a nap with me just let him out well he's come to me and here's how I'm going to give you rest take my yoke upon you yoke was referring to his teaching embrace my teaching let me teach you because I'm humble and I'm gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light you see as we embrace his teaching his way of life we discover rest which in other words is peace peace for our souls when, when the way I live is aligned to the way my creator designed me to live then my experience that experience brings me something I desperately need harmony I'm in sync. My inner life is in sync with the way I've been designed. There is no harmony in my soul ever when there is a contradiction between how I've been designed to live and how I'm actually living. If there's a contradiction there, then there's no harmony. When there is alignment, when I'm living the way I'm designed to live, which God reveals in his word, his truth about me, then there's harmony in my soul. I am in sync. And just like certainty and stability, I need harmony, harmony if I'm going to experience peace. But there's more, there's more. You see this clarity and this certainty about reality? They also point me here to his promises, his promises. Jesus tells us that we can expect trouble and difficulty. He made that really clear in this world. But God's word also tells us that through it all, through it all, we can rely on him and his promises. You know, I Googled how many promises of God are in the Bible, and it ranged from anywhere from 3,000 to 8,810. So that's a big discrepancy, but even if it's just 3,000, that's a whole lot of promises to count on, to rely on, isn't it? And here are a few of his really big promises that we can hold on in the midst of life's troubles and sorrows and and promises we can hold on as we are seeking to live according to his design aligned to his design embracing his teaching and living it out look at these man just let these sink in okay just let them sink in your soul nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from what from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus do you believe that Do you hold on to that promise every day? Nothing, nothing can ever separate you from his love. Since God is for us, who can be against us? It's posed as a question, but the promise is here. God is for us. God is for you. Don't ever let circumstances cause you to question that. God is for you. And here's what we know. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. So he's for you and he's working out a plan on your behalf. Even again, the difficult stuff, he will take it, he'll redeem it, and he'll bring something good out of it. He promises. And then look at these promises about the future to come. This is Jesus, again, speaking to his disciples just before he was about to be arrested and then ultimately crucified. And he says to them, he says, there's more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. The promise is he's preparing a place For those of us who've put our faith and our trust in him and chosen to follow him fully, freely, and forever, he's preparing a place now, and he will come back. And when he comes back, it's to get us. It's to get us and to take us, to be with him, be with him wherever he is, always. What a promise. What a promise in this life. We just hold on until this time because it's right around the corner. It's so close. And then look at this, the ultimate home. God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear. What a promise. To you know, God is going to personally wipe away your tears, every tear you ever cried in this life. He's cared about it. And there will be no more. The promise, no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying or pain. All these things are gone. That's the promise that one day, the stuff that we have to deal with here, it will be no more. Do you know what these, these promises and, and the many other thousands of promises give us? They give us much needed assurance. Assurance in this life. Troubles may come, but we have assurance that, we, that, that, that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Hardship may come our way, but we have the assurance that our God is still for us. And even out of the most difficult and painful situations, we are confident that God will bring something good. And I can personally attest to this. I can honestly say that out of, out of every single and a difficult, painful thing in my life, all the stuff that's ever happened, God has brought forth something good from it all. It's not that he caused it to happen, but, but what Satan intended for evil, God has used for good in my life. Over and over again, I've witnessed it, I've witnessed it. And through it all, we have the assurance, the assurance of just this incredible future. A home with, that is perfectly safe and harmonious and beautiful where we will know the presence of God, our creator, in the way that we we are created to know him and dwell with him. You see, it's this certainty, this stability, this harmony, this assurance that ushers us into his presence. One of the most significant promises that God gives us is the promise that he is always, always, always with us. The prophet Isaiah, in the Old Testament, it's communicated over and over, but one of the times, Isaiah says to the, he says, this is God speaking to his people, don't be afraid, I am with you, he assured them. And then in the New Testament, we have again, Jesus' words, in Matthew 28, the Great Commission, go and make disciples and so forth, and it closes with, be sure of this, count on this, rely on this, I am with you always, even to the very end of this age. I am with you always. From Genesis to Revelation, he is a with us God. He was with Adam and Eve in the garden, and he will be with us when we dwell in the eternal kingdom to come. In this time between the beginning and the new beginning, he assures us, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you but we cannot experience the joy and peace of his presence if we are not pursuing and practicing all of these things, right? We cannot experience the joy and peace of his presence if, we're not, uh, if we don't have clarity and certainty from trusting in his truth, if our expectations are not adjusted to what he says is true about life, if our life experience, the way we are living is not aligned to the way that he designed us. And if we are not trusting in and relying on him, his promises, we're certainly not able to experience this peace. It's impossible to experience peace apart from his presence. No, no presence, no peace. In Philippians, the Apostle Paul says it this way, he says, keep putting into practice, think of our pyramid, keep putting into practice all you learned and received, then the God of peace will be with you. You see, it's in his presence, that we find and we experience true peace. Shalom. Shalom. And far more than just being like relief from this turmoil, from the inner conflict, this peace is about fullness of well-being. It's about health. It's about soundness. It's about wholeness. It's about completeness. It's about oneness, oneness. Again, on the last night with his disciples, when Jesus said he was leaving them and he was going to leave them with this gift of peace, he explained the nature of this gift of peace when he said these words to them. I'm leaving you. He knew what was going to happen. He was going to be crucified. He knows what coming. And he says, when I am raised to life again, the resurrection, when I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my father. And then he says this, and you are in me and I am in you. That's a whole different kind of with us, isn't it? God has created us to be one with him. One in heart, one in mind, not only to dwell with us by our side, but to dwell in us. That's mind blowing to me. But as we live like he lives and we love like he loves, we experience his presence the way that we're created to experience. We experience oneness with him. Shalom. Shalom. So I wonder as we sit here today, how's your personal pyramid going? You know, do you have clarity and certainty about reality, about what God says is true? Are your expectations adjusted to his truth and providing you stability? Is your life experience aligned to his truth and your design and it's bringing you harmony? Are you allowing his promises to give you the assurance that you need in this life? Or is there a breakdown somewhere? Is there an interruption somewhere? Is there a barrier? that is keeping you from experiencing his presence and receiving this incredible God-given, game-changing gift of peace. And if that's the case, then listen really carefully, folks. Listen really carefully. That means that today is a great day. You know why? It's a great day because it's a new opportunity, a brand new opportunity. Today is your day to turn it all around today is the day that you can decide and I can decide that the peace God is offering us is far more valuable than simple relief you and I we can make the choice today to invest the effort to gain the certainty the stability the harmony the assurance that's gonna usher us in to his presence and that's the only place the only place you and I will find and experience this peace we need in this life and how I hope and pray been praying that all of us will leave here today not not pursuing peace but pursuing the God of peace the God of peace I'd love for us to close out our whole series here doing something a little special and some will think it's corny and some you'll be like oh man why are we doing this and others are gonna love it so let's go with the ones who are gonna love it I'm gonna ask you to stand okay and since we are the body of Christ one one body I'd like us to get connected so would you just like reach out and you don't have to hold hands but just put your hands on the shoulder of the pe- person next to you and then you know let's just get crazy and let's fill in the aisles too can we connect in the aisles as well let's get all connected we're one body we're losing them, Pastor Pete. Now they're all excited. Listen. That's awesome. A lot of people. Yeah. Now, you don't know this, but you are now laying hands on one another. I just, that was my way of getting you to lay on hands, but not call it that. But I would love us to leave here just speaking this blessing and this prayer over one another. So will you repeat after me? Okay. Be the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus today and forevermore amen church